0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct honor to welcome you back to the Counterculture Podcast. After more than a year hiatus, we're back, and we're better than ever. I mean, look at this beautiful new studio that we're in. I know you can hardly see me because Derek has the beautiful ring light that makes uh, him look uh, like a model, and I'm in the darkness probably. But this is a pretty sick studio, and you guys will get to enjoy it for all of two episodes before we're back to being long distance. We're going to record a couple back to back here in the great state of Indiana before I go back to Arizona. Derek, welcome to the podcast. I mean, I just know you're a guest here and so I just want to thank you <laughs> and welcome you into my home and into this amazing studio we set up for for these next two days.
1: It's a it's a pleasure being here and hmm. you know, it's kind of sad, you know, we got to go long distance again. And those are the hardest relationships to to you know, be committed to, but <laughs> yeah, we'll hopefully be more committed. This Derek time.
0: has com- yeah, no, we we fell off last time a little bit, didn't we? We it got hard. Derek was always busy, he had like 10,000 girlfriends we couldn't keep track of. <laughs> he was coaching basketball teams, playing basketball, he was in school. I didn't have anything going on, it was just all Derek. But we're back and we're gonna be doing it, we're gonna be on it, and um. Yeah, how have you been for the past year? Not that we haven't seen each other, but they yeah. haven't seen you.
1: Yeah, they haven't seen me in a hot minute. No, life's been life's been really good. Uh, I wouldn't really know. I, I, I would say I've grown a lot in my faith in Christ over the past, you know, since March. You know, I've kind of been more involved in the church and more involved around a community of believers, which has been very fruitful in my mm-hmm. life and Producing growth in Christ. Uh, won't say there aren't those struggle points because we all have those struggle points in our walk. Um, but overall, you know, it's been it's been really well. School went well this semester. Uh, Got to take eighteen credit hours this semester. This Fantastic. A dreading, but you know, we should it, it should it should be fun. But it's it's been really well.
0: Yeah, good. I've had a similar experience in the past year. I think last year when we um, when we were doing the podcast, I think you were kind of my only. I my only friend that I would like talk to about theology and talk to uh, about the Bible and stuff. And we would talk a lot. I mean, besides our podcast that we would try and do every week for that little bit of a period, um, we would have like hours of phone calls and stuff like that. And even after we stopped doing the podcast, we would still have those phone calls. And um, but this year, I've definitely found a lot uh, more people, some good Christian people, to I can talk to about about all the things I've been thinking about. And also in the past year, I feel like I've grown a lot in my faith and in my my kind of uh, I don't know my passion I guess I've just been I've been reading so much like I've I think I have a list of like a hundred books on my phone that I made in like just a week so yeah and um, it's good to have this to be able to talk about it and I've talked to you about some of the stuff we've talked about how um, about how our at least my theology has changed a lot over the past Six months to a year, probably. Um, and I remember back uh, when we were first doing the podcast, we we talked a bit about that. We talked about so um, what all the viewers and listeners never saw was that right before we stopped doing the podcast, me and Derek filmed one one last episode. It wasn't it's supposed to be our last episode, but we filmed an episode before we kind of, you know, got too busy to be doing stuff. And um, it was about faith versus works and that whole idea of how we get salvation and how we're justified. And, um, and we were disagreeing about, about, about that, about how those two play together in our salvation. And um, that was kind of the first inkling of, of this change in my, in my thinking that I started, that I had began. And so I think over the last year I've read a lot and, you know, things have changed and I've had a lot of thoughts and a lot of, New ideas and uh, that I've talked to Derek about that's one of them. We've talked about baptism, we've, we've talked about it a lot, and so um, I think it'll be really interesting to be back doing this podcast, even though we probably disagree maybe yeah. probably disagree more than we used to, but that'll probably make it more interesting because that'll um, I don't know, I can pick your brain about a lot of the things that I've been. I've been working through and reading about and so i th- i'm excited to do this should be fun.
1: yeah there's a lot of uh doctrinal i guess differences now um we, we would say yeah but um i would say in all honesty over my past really i don't think my doctrine doctrine has changed it's more been in a sense to see how helpless humanity actually is and in need of god and how we couldn't like just just our helplessness and how like we were talking about before like depravity and how i believe we're right. to de, depraved you know we were dead mm-hmm. in our trespasses and sins and i think i just like over the past you know since march like i said it's just become more of a realization for me and i think the one thing that's always you know i struggled with it is assurance and salvation mm-hmm. but i kind of i remember this i was talking to this my uh someone i know kind of like a mentor and he was talking about you know how if we were you know if our salvation not to get in we're not gonna this would be a whole nother episode like it'd take two hours that's yeah. what we did it took like two hours when we didn't scrap it all yeah. but uh how like uh if if we found our own security like if we held our own security of salvation upon ourselves we would lose it like that mm-hmm. but it's based off of christ and what he did on the the cross and that's come more real to me. And I've also kind of more than doctrine now. And I'm not saying doctrine isn't important because it it for sure is. But I think the one of the most important things for me over the past, you know, nine months is, Mm -hmm. you know, being transformed in the inward being, you know, in the inner man, you know, having, having that God transform that, you know, because we can have all the knowledge in the world. um, But until that connects to your heart, it, it could be useless, and usually when that connects to the heart, that's when everything changes—your your desires, your 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 taste, you know, in life, just your whole mindset, you know. Um, and I, I think that's become more realer, especially over the past two months for me, you know, um, which it's just been great because you know it's a prayer that I probably since being a Christian, you know, back in I don't know when—is that junior year maybe.
0: Yeah, I think junior year was when you were you got baptized. Yeah, I I got
1: baptized. Yeah uh, Since that, like it's it's a prayer answered um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like I don't doubt still sometimes because it's always that you know humans, you know, we all we all doubt things Um, but yeah, it's just it's been really good just seeing how faithful God's been and um, and just how he's been working on me from the from Mm -hmm. the inside out, which is the goal of Christianity, I would say, in our faith in Christ is to be transformed more like into the image of Christ. Right. Um, and, and I think that's kind of become more evident, even though in some sense, well, morally, I may looked good. Well, I looked, well, what about my motives in my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it boil really boils down to, you know, our motives in our heart. We can do a bunch of good things and stuff like that. But if we don't have good motives, if we do it for our own glory, or our own self... Then those those works we do are are nothing. Um, so that's just that's, that's just really been on my heart. Pa- probably the past month is work or past nine months is working on my character, uh, and and having God refine that. Um, so
0: yeah, I um I totally I remember definitely back when you when you first became a Christian there was a lot of a lot of doubt and a lot of you know concern about how to really know that you're that you're saved, and I think you've definitely become a lot more confident in that, and that's definitely something that I've experienced, too, especially as I've, especially in the past years, I've changed a lot of my beliefs, and a lot of, you know, I've I've started to rethink a lot of things that I uh, used to be very confident about. I've wondered, um, like, if I'm, like, what if I'm so wrong that I'm, like, it, it's made me start to doubt, like, what, like I, I, like, I feel like there's a few things that I'm, like, well, I was, I think I was wrong on that before, and it's, like, Man, what if I'm wrong on all this other stuff? And I'm like, what if I'm wrong about about everything? You know, the dominoes kind of start to fall in in your head sometimes when you get a little worried and you start to think, if I'm wrong about this, and I'm, or I'm wrong about this, what if I'm wrong about all of it? And I'm, you know, I'm not actually saved, or there is no, sal- you know, it's it. There's it's, no Christ, right? right. And so I you start to. Christ. And luckily, I've never I've never gotten to that um, that point. There have been times where I've doubted, like, well, geez, what if I'm wrong about all of this stuff? And salvation is actually. Elsewhere, but I've never I've never gotten to the point thankfully of, of doubting that the whole thing the whole gospel is is true And that, you know, I've never been tempted to be an atheist yeah. or anything like that I am mean, that's not been my change in belief at all. But um, so I, I definitely relate to that. I think that's really good and I think that what you what you mentioned about Your your appetites changing and your taste changing and the way you think changing when you become a Christian and you can find some confidence in that because I, and I, I think that's true that you can look to how you have changed as a person and how your desires are different how the way your mind is ordered is different than from before you were a Christian to now. And that's a really good uh, indicator that you have been saved, that you've been, that you've found something that's true. That's something that's really transformative. And that's, that's going to be the, um, I think that's going to be the most important thing to look yeah. for when you're looking for, am I on the right track?
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, that's what repentance is—is is a change of change of mind, in a sense, in having. Mm-hmm. and having. And it's kind of interesting how, like, you're bringing up well, well, doubting Christianity. It's kind of like over the past, well, since Christmas, like, there's a lot of people who we talked to, so atheist. That click off. Yeah, uh, I keep talking. Um, so, like, atheist or you know certain people who you know don't believe it's kind of been more apparent to me how like no logic can like make them believe it's only god who can make them believe because i mean i have family members as you know of who aren't believers in christ and no matter how hard you try to tell them hey like you know it's this way like you you see christ like he, he died and resurrected for your sins to give you eternal life basically change your life forever and give you and ultimately such a such a more greater or a better and greater life and i would say with my you know looking at my family members especially over the past you know month or so and talking to them and seeing how they are really blinded like to it it just shows more how god's the one who ultimately reveals it to them that's why i've kind of been a big proponent which we all lack you know is preaching the gospel and being bold, um, about that because, you know, it's, it's not ultimately our own human wisdom that will per persuade people. It would be us preaching Christ crucified. Um, and I think, uh, for just a lot of people now, they kind of struggle. Well, one, they struggle with, um, belief in a, in a sense of, uh, uh, of, acting out their, their, their Christianity, I guess, or their faith. And one thing is preaching the gospel, which we all struggle with, um, and I, I think I struggled with for the longest time. Um, but it's that, that outward where we're, we're going and we, we care about so many people because we know ultimately it's in God's hands that we are, we are ultimately – like it's not, it's not us who, who's going to save someone. It's going to be God who saves us. Um, and that's where, like I was saying, that dividing line where logic and all that. Because sometimes we can get very logical and knowledgeable on certain things, like doctrines and stuff. But ultimately, that doesn't transition in our lives and us view, you know, how um, as as believers, how and it, as I think it's in Second Corinthians how Paul says, you know, I want to know nothing else but Christ crucified, and just basically preach that. That should be our goal, you know. Um, In life and just knowing God more and more and out of that will be, you know, the fruit that will become bare. because like I think John 15 says like if we abide uh, in Christ, you know, he'll abide in us and he'll produce um, the fruit. But that's why we but but to because beside the point, but it's just why we need to be more courageous in it um, because ultimately, you know, people like atheists won't believe except from God intervening in, in, in them. Um, but I think a lot of times we can really, like you're saying, we can doubt our uh, our Christianity. But even if you look at it, like I kind of started to see, like, don't you think like in some regards, it's foolish to humans, like, like the natural person, like you look at Christianity, well, you have God who came in the flesh you know how does the virgin birth happen? Right. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. But like our eyes are open up to it. Yeah. And it's like the only way that that, that happens is divine intervention, you know, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I looked at it and I was like I was like, dude, like how do how do I believe this, you know? But it's only from the working of God in people with its holy spirit of opening their eyes mm-hmm. to his truth that they come to believe and and, and even through, you know, we all have our doubts in life, you know, they will endure, you know, they they will, they, they will be in a sense, be reassured. You know, it's not a, we, we shouldn't live always in doubt. Like I I remember in high school, like we shouldn't go all the way to doubt where it leads to unbelief. but doubt usually helps us build our belief, you know, in a Mm -hmm. sense and and have a greater
0: faith um, in God. So. Yeah. um, What you said, well, first, what you said—you referenced John fifteen five, didn't you? About the vine, yeah. and I think that's—I um, think it's a really important verse for the. Um, I think it's kind of a unifying verse for the whole uh, the whole disagreement between the balance between faith and works in in salvation and justification. I think there's unity between those two, a kind of middle ground that's found in John fifteen five, um, because. Even the people that um, that will say, like myself, that will say that works have something to do with our, that our works play a part in our salvation and in our justification, even those people um, don't separate our works from from Christ and don't say that we're working separate from Christ in order to gain our own salvation outside of Christ. We acknowledge that the only reason that we're able to do works is through Christ. And so we're still subservient to the power and grace of Christ. And even in our works that we do, it's not of our own because the only way that we're able to do anything is through Christ is through the vine. We can't bear fruit without him. And so it's not entirely separating our, our works from, from, from Christ. I also like what you, what you said about, um, about the whole gospel message uh, of, of the virgin birth and then the crucifixion and the resurrection and how that's that's foolish to some people. Um, and that when your eyes are opened like a lot of ours have been, we can see it and it's kind of like once you see it, you can't unsee it yeah. and you can't go back, but some people just can't get there. And um, it reminded me of, of the verse, in First Corinthians, is 1 Corinthians one twenty 120, one twenty-three, um, where Paul talks about Christ kind the, the idea of Christ in the gospel and the resurrection, it undermines traditional understanding of wisdom. He says, is a bit of a lengthy passage. I'll read it. It says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are saved is it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wise. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both the Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God and so that really reminded me of that because it, it does just not make sense to some people some people need some people need like you said the Jews some people are like the Jews really need signs and they need wonders and they or they need like the Greeks they need the they need to be the disputers and they need to rationalize it and they need it to be tangible and in, the, in their hands right um but to those of us who have understood it, something has changed in our minds where we see it now and we can't unsee it and we Are able to in a very small way see the power and the wisdom of God in Christ and um, Yeah, and so I, I have a lot of sympathy for people who aren't able to Who aren't able to get there who, who haven't had their eyes opened like that because I, I I've never really Growing up Christian my whole life. I've never really been there myself but, um, I can certainly understand what that's like,' because there's certainly many things that I don't understand that my brain just cannot wrap itself around, so that's kind of my way of understanding that um i I can understand how that can be hard, and that's why reaching out to those people and kind of coming to them where they are, which is something else that that Paul talks about he He says that um. He became all things to all men. I forget where he says that. I think he says that in one of the letters of the Corinthians. He says, I became all things to all men. To the foolish, I became a fool. And um, because he, he needed to reach people where they were at to preach Christ crucified. And I think that that is really important. I like how Paul always, he makes it very simple. It's not complicated. And it's, we talk. you were mentioning how, you can get so caught up in in the doctrines in the theology and you you start to think more about the theo- the the really minute doctrinal debates but Paul always really goes back to the 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 basics that you that you need to understand and it's it's really refreshing because that's often what i engage with a lot in the books that i read that aren't the bible it's always going into these more detailed theologies and when i read stuff online they're always talking about it's always the debates over the kind of the the secondary issues you know between denominations yeah. it's interesting to me to read about this stuff but it's 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 much better and more refreshing and i think more rewarding to read the, the basics as paul lays them out yeah. that's it's just simply christ crucified yeah. and that's it yeah it's, it's,
1: it's very interesting And like i think a lot of times people miss that especially in the doctrinal debates it's like yeah you may have these minute debates in doctrine and 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 all this but let me it's like that poses a question but what about your life how is your life transformed Mm -hmm. like you can have all the doctrine in your world but that doctrine in a sense like if that that belief now there are essential doctrines you know that you know everyone needs to hold to like the person of christ or who god is like the the trinity and stuff like there are Fundamental beliefs for the faith because it's like if you get one, so if you get Christ wrong, then you're worshiping a false, you know, a false god. Right. But like, it's like they get so caught up, but they don't see that, you know, it's more important. God finds it more important in transforming our character and making us more like Christ. And it's like that question: Well, yeah, you may have all this doctrinal beliefs, but how do you treat your wife at home? You right. Know? Or how do you treat other people? Uh, do you treat them like Jesus would mm-hmm. treat them? How do you, what What are you looking at, you know, at nighttime on websites, you know, yeah. and on your computer? Like, and we missed that point. And I, I missed that somewhat, that point of the, of just the inner, the transformation part of peace and a new life that is found in Christ. And I think a lot of believers are held up with just being, and I'm not saying knowledge, is a, like we're saying, we're not saying knowledge is a mm-hmm. bad thing. But if we get just too caught up in knowledge, then we missed two things. we We miss, you know. One, truly knowing Christ, because if we just, you know, have all the doctrine in the world and so what, how's your prayer life doing? You know, how how are you, are you communing with God with it? Or are you just trying to read up and get all this information? So you miss knowing Christ. And then if you miss knowing Christ, then you miss being able to proclaim Christ to other people, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why a lot of times I look at it and all the small, minute arguments like I know Catholics, different. With, but like in the Protestant Reformation, like Presbyterians and Southern Baptists, mm-hmm. I mean, you have large debates of well, infant baptism, you know, is this, right. you know, and but no, they have to be baptized when they're older when they come. But it's like, okay, they're baptized, they say they believe, they they believe, but you're missing the point because then mm-hmm. you have people who are lost, and you're too worried about this issue, pressing issue that, and ultimately isn't essential to 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 you know be saved you know Mm. well i guess between catholics uh but we'll get into it yeah we'll get into some other time um but yeah it's just it's just very interesting to me how and, and it's really come to me full force the like i said in the past you know couple of months of of you know really hammering home you know being transformed and having that new life because as christians we're it's it's promised there's new life in Christ where we're we're, mm-hmm. we're made into new creatures you know where we're not we're not like the old you know the old has passed away the new has come but i think a lot of times we really try to
0: live in the old which shouldn't be you know right um, i think that's exactly what um what uh, romans talks about a lot which is why romans is one of my favorite books because it really addresses the um the kind of despair that can come from acknowledging your own humanity in your own brokenness and um, Paul seems to really get to a place in Romans where he's acknowledging his sin and he's saying I just can't stop being this way I can't stop sinning there's just this part of me this human part of me that can't give it up and where is hope found from that and it's found in transformation through Christ and um, Relying on that transformation as your hope, and so I think that that that's why Romans is one of my favorite books because it's, it it brings a lot of hope because I I I get that way a lot where I just feel very um, I feel the weight of my humanity and sin and things like that and I um I wind up a little a little in despair sometimes and that that's a really good reminder that even people like Paul have been there. And they know how that is, and that they found hope through Christ and through transformation in Christ. Um, speaking of the, um, speaking of, of uh, what would you call that? The essentials of Christianity. This alarm's going off. The essentials of Christianity versus kind of the the minutia, the dog, the really detailed doctrines. Which, of course, we're not saying that theology is bad because everything is theology. I mean, even. To, talking about anything saying Jesus is God is is theology we're doing theology right now so obviously theology isn't bad but um there's a really great YouTube channel It's actually one, something I wanted to talk about um capturing Christianity which I had, I had mentioned to you before um capturing Christianity with Cameron Cameron Bertuzzi is his name he's a it's a really great channel I can send it to you Derek If you want to put it on this if you want to put it on the screen he um he really specializes in reaching out to atheists. And he also talks to people of different denominations. He'll have um, people of different denominations like Catholics and Protestants or uh, Calvinists with whoever. And they'll talk about more detailed points. And that's kind of what I am interested in, in, in watching. But he does a lot of content where he reaches out to atheists and he hosts debates between atheists and christians about the existence of god generally and about the validity of the christian god specifically and it's really interesting and he does a great job and he's kind of over the years documented his own progression through faith as his own views have started to change and it's been really interesting to watch and um, do you know what his main reasoning of
1: between the Catholicism is or?
0: Yeah. So that was what I was going to bring up was the fact that it's actually kind of interesting because he did just about a month ago. He's been doing this. For, I think his channel's been he's been doing his channel for years now. Um, and just about a month ago, he converted to Catholicism from from Protestantism. And I watched he went on. So caption Christianity, great YouTube, great YouTube channel, if you want to see the basics of Christianity defended and as well as some more detailed stuff, but especially the basics of Christianity defended against atheist arguments. Really great channel. Um, he went on another channel that I'm a really big fan of, which is a, a Catholic channel. Um, Pints with Aquinas and uh, which is a, a, a bigger channel. And they did a whole two or three hour long sit down conversation um, with him at the Vatican. Actually, it was very cool. And talked about all of his all of his reasonings. And I don't think it was any one specific thing. Um, I think over time his beliefs have gotten more and more Catholic until kind of just the last domino fell and he went there. I think I think uh, the papacy may have been one of the last things that was holding him back um, because he talked about, he thought it was interesting to hear the things that he didn't struggle with versus what he did struggle with because a lot of what he did in ours were kind of reversed like he talked about how the papacy was something he really struggled with for a long time like the 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 role of the pope in the church and how that was something he really struggled with for a long time but something like Mariology and the catholic church's view of mary versus the protestant view of mary how that differs he, he said that, that the Catholic view of Mary was something that never really bothered him. He never really struggled with that, but it was always—it's always been kind of the reverse for me, where I can perfectly understand the whole idea of the Pope and the role of the Pope in the in the Church, but the the Catholic views of Mary is something is I that? can't understand. Is she
1: sinless, right?
0: So, well, there's actually there's a lot, but yeah, she's sinless. She was the Immaculate Conception was like her conception as a sinless. She was preserved from original sin, basically. And so then she didn't sin throughout her life. And then it, the idea is that God incarnate, needed a perfect, spotless dwelling place because it's God, right? And um, so Mary is Mary is the Ark of the Covenant in the new in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. Of, of the gospel, Mary is the Ark of the Covenant because she's the perfect dwelling place of God on earth. And then there's the idea that she, because she was sinless and preserved from original sin, she would not have died uh, because sin leads to death, right? Yeah. And so she was assumed into heaven. Like her, like she didn't die. Her body was assumed into, into heaven. And then she was, then crowned as the queen of heaven after she was uh, assumed at the end of her life and um and so now she's the queen of heaven and she intercedes on our behalf and we like pray to her and stuff and so there's a lot of that that i just don't understand or i'm not with or i'm with some of it but not all of it and so that's something I always really struggle with. But he said he never really struggled with that. And so there was a lot of dominoes, I think, that fell in order to get him mm-hmm. there. So it's really interesting. I would encourage anyone to go listen to On Pints with Aquinas, Cameron Bertuzzi, right? That's his name, right? And um, they did a whole big episode that was really, really good. And both channels' contents are really great. And mm-hmm. that was interesting. I would wondered if you had ever watched him because I think I've watched him in years past. And, uh, it's yeah. kind of weird now because I so for example, he did a video not long ago in the last year, that was like several hours long called a um, it was a thoughtful defense of it was a thoughtful defense of the uh, symbolic presence. So it was so background for those who, who don't know. The Catholic Church believes in the idea of the real, the real presence and not just the catholic church all mm. traditional protestants do as well anglicans do lutherans do in the real presence of jesus in in the eucharist in communion the idea that the, the blood the, the wine and the bread are literally physically christ's body and blood and um the more modern protestant view the more evangelical view is that um communion is is symbolic we take communion to symbolically accept Jesus's body and blood in remembrance of him simply as a way to remember what he what he's done for us and um so Cameron Petusi did a did a long video defending that but now and that wasn't very long ago and so I added that to like my watch later on YouTube and then he converts to Catholicism and so his belief is reversed on that now yeah. and so now i'm like well, oh, i don't even know if i should watch this video because he doesn't even believe what he's saying anymore so it's kind of it's an interesting place where i can't really go watch his old stuff anymore because he doesn't even believe some of the things that he was defending which perfectly fine i mean if if the evidence changes your beliefs should change too but uh-huh. um so i'd wondered because i had that experience where i was like i knew of his channel i'd watched him before and i was like wow this is pretty this is pretty crazy that he's changed this much yeah that is what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Oh, Benny Hinn. We gotta bring that up. Benny Hinn. Derek sent me this video a couple weeks ago. That is perhaps the funniest video I've ever watched of anything from church. This is Benny Hinn. A how would you describe him? A, a, a charismatic Very pastor, charismatic, to say the to say yeah. the least. He prosperity. Is, yeah, prosperity. Sure. I mean, he's one of these yeah. one of these crazies, and um, he is. Healing quote-unquote people at his church on stage. I mean the dude runs a mega church We looked it up and his net worth is somewhere between like 40 and 70 million dollars He has this mega church Thousands of people and he's healing these people on stage and ju- just watch his method for healing This is the funniest thing I've ever watched in my life. You pick anywhere He's dragging they're dragging this guy on stage This looks like a mo- if you didn't know this was church. It would look like a mob hit yeah, these dudes sure. look like they're mobsters, they just drag this guy <laughs> to the back of the to the back of the restaurant. He's whacking him with yeah, the biggest. And they have to get knocked on the ground. Like if you don't get knocked on the ground, it's like the spirit is not working. Look at these dudes this dude's legs kicking. They're all
1: raising their hands.
0: There's this great part at one. I don't know. He's just he's laid out. Pick up this kid here. I told you that the future of really. the ministry. Really. Look, this is a child.
1: The future is the ministry.
0: And a lot of times, a lot of times, these dudes that are holding them will pull them back and like force them to fall, or if they don't fall. Then this pastor will like shove them. Like, there's a few times, maybe they go early in the video or something, but there's a few times where he'll like grab the person's throat and like push them onto the ground by their throat. It's it's pretty crazy. And yeah, that is. Yeah, there you, There was there was one point I remember watching where this this one guy was trying to act like he was overcome by the spirit and knocked on the ground, and he falls on this like 90 year old man, and then he like stops and realizes what he's doing, and so he's like. Just, like, freezes and, like, is, like, oh, shoot, I don't, like, break this old guy. And so I was, like, he he, he stopped the act yeah. midway through, so he didn't so kill somebody.
1: An interesting point about this guy. So have you ever heard of Justin Peters? Justin Peters? Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, so. a, a quote-unquote evangelist, and he's, in a, he's kind of physically impaired, like, in a wheelchair. And mm. he tried to go on of these crusades to heal him. Like, he was like, oh, this guy can heal me. You know, I can walk again. He was He's trying dead. to get healing. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to get gotcha. healing. He was like, oh, you can, you know. So he tried to get on stage. His uh-huh. dad and all that. Try to get him on stage. I may not be calling the story right, but they didn't let him on stage. Mm. So there's a lot of people who are like... So a lot of those people on stage are very, you know, very healthy. Looks very healthy. Yeah. Not true healing of, well, paralytics or people who have blood diseases where it's yeah. like, you know... It's just, you know, normal everyday people that right um, you can like, you know, you can kind of see like in the moment, you know, like that, that the sense of the mm-hmm. emotions built up and he kind of like, you know, we've kind of talked about manipulation of, yeah. the, of the crowd. Like that's what he does and he makes money off of it, which, mm-hmm. you know, which is sad because that goes back into, you know, you're literally making money off of people who want to know God, want to love God and want to hear the word of God, but you're making money off of them and leading them down a path that isn't towards God. Rather, it goes away from God. And that's like why people like these, like, you know, it's just very hard. And why, you know, I challenge people to stay away from her. Well, with anyone, you know, you have to, you know, God gave us a Bible for a reason, everyone a Bible for a reason. So Mm -hmm. we can go in there and read it for ourselves. So people don't be led astray, you know, and and that can happen to anyone, you know, from, you know, people you think you trust, like maybe a, um, who's a very good biblical teacher, John Piper, hmm. or, you know, but, or, or all the way to Joel Osteen, you know, right. It's two sides of the spectrum, but that's why we have the Bible. And like a guy like this, like, it's sad how he, how he manipulates to really steal money away from people.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. There's, um, I'm trying to think of the, the, I'm trying to think of the YouTube channel. It's a really great another one that I would recommend. If I could just remember the guy's name, but I, I can't for the life of me. Um, he talked about his experience in a church where they he went to a very like charismatic uh, like a Southern Baptist type church, and he was talking about how him and a lot of <laughs> his his friends when they were like. Eighteen, nineteen, 19, whatever, you know, they were in their teen years. Um, they were struggling with whatever teenagers struggle with. I think they were, like, it was a group of like guys, and they were struggling with, like, lust or something like yeah. that. Um, maybe some other things that were very ba- typical stuff, right? And they went to talk to their, their pastor about it because that was kind of their relationship with their church was you always went to your pastor about that sort of thing. And he's talked about how they took them in, like, some – Room of the church and like beat beat them like they were they were like smacking on their backs like leaving welts and bruises on their bodies and stuff and trying to like beat the lust out of them or whatever and luckily the dude's like a luckily the dude's a really strong Christian now and he's really on the money with a lot of stuff he talks about and um but I that, that would drive a lot of people away and that's yeah. really sad when they have people like the people at that guy's church or this guy um. Yeah. who who take advantage but genuinely want to to they want to be they want to experience what we talked about at the beginning about the changing of your mind and the changing of your desires and they I want mean, to experiencing be experiencing kind of, God yeah know? the transformation they want to be transformed they want to experience God and you're offering them physical abuse or I mean, financial yeah. fraud or this uh, pretending to heal people and throwing them on the ground and telling them that they're healed now or something like pretty crazy and it's um it's really sad to see yeah. a lot of people because i imagine that a lot of people who go through that would would reject christianity as a whole after that type of experience because they think that that's just if this is yeah. what the beliefs of christianity mm-hmm. lead to then it must not be for yeah. me
1: that's why i mean as, as believers we need to be very discerning of mm-hmm. who we listen to and what we listen to and no matter like we we're saying like no matter what we listen to um and i, I can do a bad job at it a lot of times where you listen to something, you know, like you don't go check it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone brings a verse or a scripture and talks about it, like you don't go in and read it. You know, and you can take things out of context if you just put one verse. You know, you are yeah. not put in the context of, of, you know, what was meant for that, you know, crowd back then, you know. And, you know, the context surrounding scripture. But, yeah, it's just ultimately sad. And it's where that where they try to manipulate to a point where. You know, I I think today, especially in America, I think we've under spiritualized things. Mm -hmm. But like people like this, charismatics, or, you know, and I'm not knocking all charismatics because I'm, I probably, uh, probably won't, like, it's probably not true that everyone acts like that. Right. But there's also the other side where they're over spiritualizing everything. Like, oh my gosh, my lucky charms, like, is demonic attack. No, but there's a middle ground where, especially in America today, which I've kind of struggled with. It's like with the experience in God and like his Holy Spirit where, mm-hmm. and, and, and just like, it, it's kind of hard to describe because it's like, there's more than this, you know, like we're saying, knowing the head knowledge and all that, but that's where the transformation of character also goes in, um, to which, you know, is another part of the Holy Spirit working within you, but truly, Experience the Holy Spirit, um, and and I think it's when we experience God, we're usually more broken. You know, like you know, we're kind of in awe of His presence, as Isaiah says. Um, he says, uh, I think it's in Isaiah six. It's like he, he's in God's presence, and he's like, holy, 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 like you know, and, and it's just completely broken. And then you have I think Nehemiah, who maybe again was in God's presence, was in complete anguish over his sin because it's just how perfect God is. Um, And I I think a lot of people in America, you know, have kind of under spiritualized a lot of things, which is very sad because I, I think, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Like, so I don't think you've ever experienced like demonic, like quote unquote, like a, a demon quote unquote, but like I've heard stories of believers who have, and it's, it's like incredible to me it's like wow are you are you kidding me it's like yeah like uh, i was talking to someone and they're talking about a demonic uh experience not like he was possessed but there was this one girl who was possessed he was he was praying for her and uh he like put his hand on her you know and he's kind of more charismatic in a sense in his belief but he's not like that Ooh like that oh like you know like hey you get get, get me like that oh like it's just a spirit no he's he's more cares he's more you know just like he's he's it's that where we worship in spirit and truth you know it's where we worship in spirit and truth that's the devil if we have all spirit but no truth and you're gonna go into false beliefs uh, if you have no, if you have all truth, but no spirit, eh, I don't know. You know, that's, that's the same spectrum. But you got to find that even mix, which, you know, he most definitely has. And he's just talking about how he's praying for this lady. And she he's like, he's like, she, you know, I was praying for her and stuff. And she starts like growling like a like a dog, like not like, like, you know, like a, kind of a mumbling. Like and he's like, man, her forehead got hot. And I was like, dude, I got he's like, no, I'm out. Like when she started to grab, he's like, I'm out of here. And, uh, but like something like that, like that happens all over the world, except in America, because we've very scientific now. If you, you know, know my gist, like we're very scientific um, ultimately. Um, and we've kind of made everything science. But I think also another thing that's kind of came to light for me is that there's a very real enemy, you know, and that, that's Satan. And that's who we're. Um, wrestling with, uh, I think I'll bring it up in Ephesians. I think it's in Ephesians 6 because a lot of times, like, we can think, well, the, the Muslim is our, our enemy, like the Muslims or the the atheists or, you know, the leftists or the, the, if you're a progressive Christianity, which are Christian, we could have debate if you really are a Christian. Um, but Like, you know, we we think those are our enemies, but, you know, as Ephesians 6, and again, it's Paul. um, Where is it? It's really good. He says, um, let's see. Oh, therefore, so starting in verse 10, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. They may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, or flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And he he makes an emphasis after of taking up the full armor of God to, to protect us from these attacks. But it kind of depicts in that our real enemy is Satan because Satan is the one, in a sense, who creates all these false religions, you know. He's the one who, who makes these lies, you know, um, towards, um, quote-unquote, different people like Islam, you know. You know, we come from the belief, like, that. that is a belief from, from Satan because it sways us away from, it sway, it, it, it's kind of crazy to me. Uh, I was having a conversation with, uh, I think it was my mom, and she was talking about how Muslims believe in the virgin birth of Christ. They believe... That he lived the life, you know, very, very good, you know, quote unquote moral teacher. But he he, he actually got crucified, but they believed he didn't die and resurrect. They believe he ascended into head, heaven before he died. And I look at that. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, that's you believe in the virgin birth of Mary. Like you believe in that you believe that Jesus lived a life and he was a good moral teacher And you believe that he died on the cross, which some people nowadays can't even, you know, admit, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, no, Jesus didn't die. Even though there's historical evidence that Jesus actually did die on the cross, you know, but it's just that little change where you say to yourselves, this isn't this isn't no human who does this. This is this is the, you know, the. The the, the the spiritual forces of evil, you know, the devil who's basically leading people away from Christ, which when they lead them away from God, the further away you for, or when they lead them away from God, that means, you know, in a sense like well, and the more they're blinded, you know, to God, to Christ and his resurrection, you know, that that's that's a terrible thing because of the way they'll eternally perish, you know. And we can just blame our, our adversary on that because of the way he's the one who causes that and causes all this evil in the world. And I think as Christians, like we've kind of we've kind of like we we're kind of talking about it. And I kind of brought I kind of have trouble with it is uh, it's like, oh, well, it's a debate, you know, it's a debate mm-hmm. and we're going to rebuttal. But ultimately, it's a conversation and I've learned, which I still struggle with. We're not trying to win arguments, you know, in a sense. We're not trying to win arguments. We're just trying to converse with people, you know, and people love to talk about themselves. Let's be honest. Like people love to talk about themselves. But, you know, we're here to converse and basically just glorify God through our conversations and point to him. You know, and we don't know what God can do with that. You know, as, as you know, Romans 10, Paul says he's just there to plant the seed so God can grow it. That's our job. And I think a lot of times we get you know in trouble for the way we try to rebuttal because we think that person's our enemy. Mm. No, it's it's actually the devil who who's the one who's feeding them that false lies. And I think a lot of times Christians, especially in America, has lost that presence or has lost that that decisive or that the what would, what would the word be um, discernment on mm-hmm. spiritual you know battle. Spendiment. Yeah, so.
0: I don't know if you have any thoughts on that <laughs> spiritual thing. Amen. That was some great. That was a great monologue. While I was fixing the camera, yeah. because apparently the, the SD card is full. So. Oh really? Yeah, you told me it was sixty-four they, they, gigs.
1: They had
0: on yeah, amen on everything Derek said. I think this is actually a conversation I have with people a lot, which is like, why do you think that things like demonic possession or something, why do you think that doesn't happen as commonly anymore? Or do you think that it does happen just as common? Like what, you, because it feels like back in the day, people were demon possessed all the time. They were always having to handle that, right? But we never handle that. But we have people who have like schizophrenia or like, yeah. you know, uh, a multiple personality disorder. And they, but we've, like you've said, I think we've, we've become so scientific. We've become very secular. And so we've viewed those types of things through a secular lens where it's a mental illness or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's how we've handled it. And that's how we've treated it. And we haven't treated it like demonic possession. And so I always, I, I was interested to talk to people because I don't really know. I mean, like, I don't know how to tell, Yeah. is it mental illness? Isn't demonic possession or is mental illness just demonic influence or something? Because there's a lot of people who just believe that like anything like, depression or anxiety like a lot of the, like or like Bipolar disorder or any sort of like serious mental illness. That's all demonic mm-hmm. influence, which yeah. I mean, I think m- kind of it makes It makes sense like on a, on a certain level like I guess some people might say like it exists and it's real but it's like caused by the evil of Satan but some people would say like it's not real at all and they're just straight yeah. up demonically possessed and but I and so I think it's interesting because it does happen, like you said, it does seem to happen in other parts of the world where they're less, where they're less secular, mm. but not really in America. And so it. I mean, like, isn't
1: like saying so just or this would it be this deceitful? Yeah, deceitful. There we go. I can't. I can't speak. But like he would. That. That's what he would be so hard in seeing that. Hey, I don't even exist.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: that's, I don't. I don't exist. You know, which is we get we're like like if I ask someone on the street, hey, you believe in Satan? They probably say no. Right. You know, uh, they're probably. No, I don't believe in that. And many Christians, I mean, we hear about it all the time. But it's like, do we really see it? But mm-hmm. it's happened all around us. Like, just, I mean, the Bible talks about spiritual warfare, you know, all around us, you know. And it's like we've become blind to it because we've kind of I think the church has done in America. There's a lot of churches that. Have kind of put that to the wayside which i mean i mean paul talks about it you know and ephesians 6 he caps it off with that you know i mean but i mean like it, all over the new testament talks about the spiritual warfare we are in mm-hmm. and I, I think it it just it just goes to show how smart Satan really is of really blinding people and, and how 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 not how, how not better or of a better way to deceive someone than to make them think that you don't exist
0: yeah that's and, that's what that's why the saying is that that's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he doesn't exist and so yeah i think it's hard to discern so you know it's a hard thing to tell and actually know what's yeah what it is it's why the people that are are gifted and being able to discern spiritual things like that. That's, a, that's an incredible gift because it's not one that I have. I do really, I uh, mean, it's a hard thing.
1: I've seen like, so I've seen like some people don't believe, I didn't really believe, I would say I knew there was spiritual side, but I didn't really know until one time there was someone coming up to me. I told you about the one experience I had with the one guy at church. Oh yeah. And he came up to me um, and he's, he's, he's a very, devout Christian, very, you know, a, a lover of Christ. And he's very real, which I love, you know, very authentic.
0: Do you know this guy besides this one interaction? You yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do So oh, I'm in okay. my group with him. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I think this is a stranger me, for some reason. No,
1: what He was before. Oh, so you've so gone he, to he know him since then? he comes up to me at church and says, hey, you know, I just feel the, you know, there's I just wanted to tell you this, like I just feel like God was in some way speaking up, you know, to me and wanted me to, tell you you know and just encourage you and he's just talking about all these feelings i was wrestling in the inside which i Mm -hmm. still somewhat struggle where it's like i don't know what god wants for my life Uh uh-huh like i don't know like and also the assurance piece like you know i'm I'm scared and stuff of that nature but kind of like when he came up to me and said that i was like man god is really real you know we don't think god works but he still works today he still answers all the prayers we do And we somewhat become blind to it because of the way we're always caught up in something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just like one of the craziest thing and just being around him more and more. It's just, you know, it's just a more or less, you know, we're all gifted in certain ways. You know, it talks about, you know, some people may be gifted in, if we say it, uh, different, different aspects. So maybe prophecy or, Mm -hmm. you know pastoral care or you know all the other christian gifts and right you know are like that god's holy spirit gives to people um but that's what builds the body of the church you know that's what you know it's like a team like basketball team if you have everyone with the same talent it's not going to be too good you know but that's where the church comes together and that's where we can encourage one another but it's just crazy to see his life and he talks about like how the way he kind of entered into that spiritual side which i'm like Still struggling with which we all struggle with is prayer, mm-hmm. which we've kind of like, I've need to do a lot better job at, you know. Yeah, like, me too. It's like, it's like, oh well, you know, um, God, I and then I think the one thing that hit me is like, man, you know, how much time do I spend with God, mm-hmm. and then how much time do I flip through my phone and like see yeah, my screen yeah. time? And it's like, that's what, so all our free time is filled up by this, yeah. Just imagine we take that three hours, four hours. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what he says, like deep, you know, prayer and getting into the word of God. And yeah. he's saying, like, God is faithful. And I, you know, it's read in the whole Bible, like, if you seek God, you will find him. And in, mm-hmm. in a sense, that's a promise. If you draw near to God, as James, I think, 4 6 says, or something like that, he'll draw near to you. So it's mm-hmm. a promise, but are we willing to go through it? And, you know, he, he talks about the sense of how some people think, well, um, well, uh, no, God's just going to give it to me. You know, I just mm-hmm. don't have to do it. No, but you still have to put in work in a sense. Right. You know, you still have to read, you know, and grow and, and desire. And that and that's one thing that I'm like, one desire I've kind of been praying for. Like, God, put in the desire for me to just desire you where I just want to experience your presence and be brought in, into your presence. And just experience you at a deeper level, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I wish like I, I'm still trying to. Cultivate the desire because we should always grow in our in our, our desire for God mm-hmm. And it kind of shows that our love for him grows because you know, it's I like this example that the more we spend with someone um, The more we usually become More enamored and in love with them. It's like a dating mm-hmm. relationship with a girl or a, a guy like the more you spend with them Usually a lot of times the more you grow in love with them it's the same way with in a sense God and if we love them like you Spend time with it, we'll make time for mm-hmm. them, and that's a struggle in my life. Like, I still don't have wraps, you know. But it's just been a great blessing the times where, especially over break, where I've had times, especially this past week, where I've had time to spend with God more, and just it's just been really joyful, you mm-hmm. know. Which a lot of times, if I'm not in the word or you know, praying, or it sucks, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's like, it's like, man, my day seems off today.
0: Yeah, and that's why.
1: Yeah, that's why. It's you like, realize you didn't. Read your Bible I mean, and it kind of it kind of shows how much I, and it, it kind of more or less shows, you know, even this past semester, how much more I really need God, and you know, some of us can go to the wayside and make all our money and all that, where we think we're financially, you know, financial stable and all that, going our own will and strength, but at a certain mm-hmm. point, your will, your strength is gonna fail. That's why we need to depend on God. You mm-hmm. know, at a certain point, you know, you couldn't die for your own sins because you weren't perfect. So you need God. We need God for every single breath, you know, we breathe, you know, because it's a gift from Him in a sense. It's a gift, you know, for us to uh are are from God and that's how much we need God because just imagine if he takes takes one breath away, we're dead in a mm-hmm. sense. Like we're we're dead, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the perspective where we have to change it, where it's like, Man, every single breath I need God. Every breath I breathe, I should thank God for it because mm-hmm. it's like Man, by his grace, he's still letting me breathe today, you know, and be able to live. Um, and but yeah, it's kind of going around in circles right now. <laughs> but it's just that the, the prayer life is where it's like no man. I think Leonard Ravenhill said no man's greater than his prayer life. That's so mm. true. And all the great saints, you know, like, you know, John Wesley, mm-hmm. um, William Booth, like we were talking about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Spurgeon. um yeah. You know, Dr. Martin L- Lloyd-Jones at all? Who? Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Mm-hmm. He was a Walsh preacher. Mm. All have great prayer lives. Yeah. And they're hidden too. Yeah. Like, because we're not, we shouldn't, we shouldn't express, oh, how much, how many t- hours do you Yeah, yeah. To, Like, that's so like, that's like, you just want to know. You shouldn't, you know, express right. that. Uh, so it's just that, that entry where prayer is, that's where we're able to commune with God, you know, through, through
0: praying, so. Yeah, I think, um, I think as I've gotten, I I think it's an area that I still really struggle to, but the more I, um, I think really, it it feels hard to me to like sit and focus on prayer, and maybe because my brain is like overly like distracted or whatever, (laughs) and so it's harder for me to focus on just like praying, or like remember to just like sit and pray at times throughout the day, I think what really helps is is reading my Bible because yeah. reading is something I actually like really enjoy doing it allows me to focus my brain mm-hmm. for what I, I can really focus when I read and it allows my brain to kind of run but it's all my brain is still distracted and it's still like running really fast but it's it's focused on what I'm reading it's in the context of, of whatever it's about whatever I'm reading and when I read it I always, get the desire to pray when I read my Bible because I'm always convicted by something that I've read or confused by something that I've read or concerned by something that I've read or I feel something about something that I've read and I'm just like, I need to pray about this. And so I, and even when I don't read the Bible, even when I read other books that are just about theology in general, you know, theology books, I I always end up with something that I feel like I need to pray about. And so I think, reading things relating to god is is a way that i have found that focuses my brain and allows me to to really feel like the desire to pray because if i don't read my bible or read anything about god throughout the day mm-hmm. i can easily go throughout the day without praying yeah. and then i'm like geez i didn't even pray at all today well, or I haven't prayed this weekend because i'm like i've just been so distracted with school or whatever and then but it becomes a lot more intentional when I have a book to carry around with me and I can open it and then pray about what I'm reading and pray about what I'm feeling mm-hmm. about what I'm reading. And I, that's a way that's really helpful, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that goes back into the worshiping in spirit and truth, you know, mm-hmm. peace, because, I mean, some people think, well, and, and I mean, prayer is basically a conversation with God, but we also need to be, again, praying to the right God, you know. right? Um, it's like, well... It's like a Mormon. They're like, well, I'm praying to God. Right, right, right. Well, what do you believe about Christ? Well, he's a created mm-hmm. being. Oh, uh, you, sh- you, you got the wrong guy yeah. here. You know, but that that gets, that's a good point. And, and that's the same thing in my life where it's like that reminder, like, if I have the Bible with me or stuff, mm-hmm. like I usually crack it open and I, I can pray more um, with it. Or if I listen to a sermon, you know, it's like, oh, afterwards, like, hey, I just want to know about this God and ask about this. And. But that's that uh, it, it talks about, I think, praying continually, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be like a where it's like, I would say, I think we kind of try to overcomplicate prayer where we, we have to be like say all these fancy words. It's really mm-hmm. not that a prayer, a simple prayer could just be throughout the day. You just thank God. So if something happens, right. you're like, man, I praise you, God. Thank you so much. Like if you're doing something with someone, I thank you for this, for God, for blessing me, this person in our life. And I just pray mm-hmm. for him. Like it, it's that simple. You know, yeah. but that's that's the key thing. Where one, we have to do it. Like you know, we have to do it in a sense because it's the only way we commune with God. But things that help us do it, we should we should do more. So if reading helps you pray more, yeah, read the Bible, read the Bible more in Bible. a sense, even if it's a verse or two, right, or it's a like three verses, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, if it's something else like you know, for someone, if worship music is something that helps them pray more, mm-hmm. hey, listen to worship song and pray. You know, it's that that the reminder and, you know, or it's like, oh, well, I have a cross necklace and or I have a I have something on my laptop or my phone that gives me a reminder to pray. Yeah. Like it's that simple, you know, and, and the more you pray, I think the more you fall, you truly like it, it becomes because it shouldn't be a, like a hard like a sense like a, a grueling thing. You should love to do it. Right. Cause you're talking to God, it's like us right here. I, I love talking to you, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna talk to you. It's the same way with God, like, yeah. And 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 I think that's where people sometimes get wrong. We're like, ah, oh,
0: I gotta pray.
1: Yeah. It's kind of No, you. know, who you're praying to. You're praying to.
0: It's God. almost like you ever have to do for school. You get to do those like discussion questions for like an online class yeah. where you just kind of like BS something yeah. out, like as like yes. a, kind of a bland response yes. to whatever the prompt yeah. is or whatever. That's almost how a lot of times you can think about prayer when you're thinking, like, that's a lot of people think about prayer. That's a lot of times how I think about prayer. I'm like, oh, I got to pray. And then I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to pray about? Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, got to do kind of the little scripted thing of like the, the whatever, I, what I feel like I need to pray about, right? It's not, when it becomes a, uh, like something you have to do, it's less of a, like a thing you want to do. It's less personal, right? It's less like me talking to you because we're friends and because I care about you and because like, we have really good conversations. And it's more like answering a discussion question on an online class where you just kind of hammer something out because you're, it's that's due today. And so your your prayer for the day is due. And you got to hammer something out to God. And it's not like calling a friend on the phone, you know? So you yeah. kind of got to change the way you think about it.
1: Yeah, you really, it's kind of that. Per, I think, I know it's it's very hard to, Compare to like, that like these comparisons, like similes. With, no, they'll be metaphors. Like kind of in the human sense, mm-hmm. someone helps me. Like kind of, it's like the dating sense. Like the more you spend time with someone, you like that. that like right. that really helped me. Right. You know, in my in my relationship with God, and it has a far way to go. Like mm-hmm. by all means, you know, we all are on our path, and you know, I I think the, I think, but I but but I think that's why we just. We just need to start somewhere, right? And over time, it it builds. It's like a person who's like, they're like, "Oh, the Bible's just huge, you know? It's just so huge." Hey, why don't you just read a verse Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: that's it. You know, and then over time, God will cultivate that desire. You know, I've, yeah, I've, you know, I've experienced sometimes or a couple of times in my life where it's that desire cultivates, but that desire should always be cultivating where it's true, like yearning. To Mm -hmm. be with God. It's like, if you're doing something else, you're like, God, I just yearn to be back, you know. But I'm not saying God isn't with you wherever you go, but I'm just yearning to be alone with you, God. Mm -hmm. Just to pray with you. It's like, you know, with with my girlfriend, you know, it's like, man, at the beginning, it's like, I went a month long without seeing her. It was easy. I can't go, like, three days and, like, start missing her really. Like, no, maybe two. I'm like, man... It's the same way with God, like, you know, at the beginning you're gonna, well, at being you'd be be on fire for Him and stuff most of the time, but at a certain point you had a point where you're like, ah, oh, you know, eh, God, you know, I, you right. know, I don't really miss you, you know, I haven't been in your Word for three or four days, but as you continually grow in God and, and grow closer to God and and know Him more, the more you're gonna. If you're doing something more, you're gonna miss him. You know, you're gonna yearn to be alone with him because, Mm -hmm. like times like that, I've kind of heard this, and I think it's so true. How our alone time with God should probably be the most glorious time of our day, and our funnest time of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, just because we're communing with God, like it just it dumbfounds me how God wants to talk to me. You know, a small person. You know, nobody. I die maybe some people be hurt, like, you know, it's sad, but like, man, yeah. God cares for me that much that he's willing to talk to me, a little person who's kind of spit in his face a lot of times and turn my shoulder against him and, you know, you know, sinned against him and stuff, but he still loves me. Like, you know, that's all the more I should be like, Hey God, I really want to, you know, I just want to grow in you. I just want to know you more. Um, and, it's a, it's a point where, you know, it's, it's only got by the grace of God that can happen because he's the only one who can cultivate that desire within you. It's like that, it's like that double thing where you have to put in the work, but at the same time, God works. It, it's complicated. Yeah. Like we haven't, I haven't got to, I will not, I will not say I have, you know, I don't know at all. Like this, this yeah. book right here is so much. You, you could, well, God, you could try to comprehend God and you probably won't comprehend him for eternity. Right. Like it's just, he's just that big, you
0: right. know? Um, Let's wrap it up there. Hey, it's God. That's the alarm to us in. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, you got anything else? No, do you? No. It it's a good funny. episode. It feels good to be back. It feels really good to be back. I Look at Derek's Bible. Can we show this to the camera? Before? Hey, my mom got it for Look me. how giant this Bible is. Anyway, thank you for joining us today, everyone. Um, It was really fun to be back. It was really just refreshing i love Watch. our studio and i'm excited to film we should just film another one right after this i just want to make <laughs> as much use of this as i can and this is going to go up first week of january i think Probably. so happy new year and I'm glad you guys are starting your new year with us yeah, and we're going to make sure. it a full year okay right. we're going to go and we're not going to stop 2023 is our year to be back and we're going to get everything we had a lot of th- i had a whole list of things that we could talk about and I think we checked off two of them, so we get a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. And this is kind of going to be our our style, our structure going forward is not necessarily like we did in the past. We had one specific topic for the whole thing, but just kind of a, a collection of things that have been on our mind that we'll kind of talk through. And um, yeah, I think that'll be really, yeah, I think really be fun. And I think you guys will enjoy it. We'll still we'll go on YouTube, and TikTok. We'll kind of react and rebuttal some stuff and we'll go on instagram because i that's the part that i like is going on social media and seeing what's trending and seeing what people are talking about and giving the the real christian perspective on it yeah
1: sure yeah if you guys have any things you guys want to talk about or if someone has Mm a you know questions or comments against what we're talking about we're all for it and here to listen because we love to learn different perspectives of different people um, we may, you know, be able to have some guests on the podcast. Who knows?
0: That'll be fun. This middle, you guys can't see it, but there's a middle chair right here, and it's just empty. Somebody could be there it's actually, if you, you guys want to come on. Well, there's my, actually a monitor right there taste. right now, so we could watch YouTube. But, yeah, if you guys want to come on, share your thoughts, or just comment, our Instagram's going to be in the description of the video and um dm us comment let us know your opinions and ask us questions and tell us that we're wrong (laughs) honestly and we love to talk about that and we love to we'll bring it up on the show we'll leave you guys anonymous if you want but um it really makes it a lot more interesting when you guys are, are involved what we're talking about so thank you so much for listening we've gotten all the way to the end of this and we'll see you guys next week